Unicycle News and Stuff, episode 14. After recording uh, multiple podcasts, I've realized that I've not even introduced myself properly yet, so I thought this could be a good opportunity to take this moment and talk about myself and what I've done in the unicycling world so you can get to know me a little better and understand where I'm coming from when I'm voicing my opinion in regards to unicycle-related topics. My name is Emile Mathieu. I'm from Montreal in Canada. I've been riding urban unicycling for just under 15 years now. I'm a professional circus performer, and I do perform with my unicycle on stage, but I also do other things on stage as well. Uh, that being said, it's not something I really want to talk about. I would much rather focus on urban unicycling since that's what unicycle news and stuff is to me. It's definitely urban focused, even though I'd be more than happy to talk about other disciplines. It's just urban is, it's kind of my expertise, if you will. Anyway, I've been writing for quite a while now, but not so much in the recent years. I've lost a lot of my interest for just writing solo just for fun. But I've definitely not lost my interest about unicycling in general. I still have to write a lot, but well, unicycling is work for me now. I just don't ride for fun around anymore because it kind of became an obligation. But I still do enjoy unicycling, don't get me wrong. I also do still really enjoy going to unicycle events. These are very dear to me. And I always try to go as many as possible. Uh, just, you know, checking if work is going to line up, uh, if I can get some time off. I love watching unicycle competitions. I love being around unicyclists. It's still my passion after so many years. You know, I've been unicycling for about half of my life now. It has become such an integral part of who I am that I could just never envision stopping unicycling altogether. Speaking of unicycle events, I've organized my fair share. Uh, we used to have this competition in Montreal called CMQ. Compétition de Monocycle du Québec, which used to be called Monotréal Weekend, but that was even before. Anyway, that was organized by Benoît Gonville-Dam and Hugo Duguay mainly, but I did a help out every year. That's how I first started getting involved into helping organizing events. As time went on, I kept getting more and more involved into helping around during various unicycle comps. My involvement was mainly focused around judging flatland battles, uh, the street comp, so much so that I ended up being a judge for NAUCC, Winter UC, and every single world championships that I've attended, my first one being 2014 in Montreal. I also got involved into the unicycle rulebook. I know, I know, it's really boring stuff, and trust me, I'm very well positioned to know how boring it is. That being said, urban cycle comps are still quite young and the rules do need some adjusting every year. It's a lot of time and effort, but in the end it's really worth it since it benefits the whole unicycling community. We get competitions that are more fair for the riders since the judging criteria are tweaked to make more sense. We have clear uh, indication of what to expect for hosts so they can organize a competition like we envision it. And most often it's going to be better for the spectators too. So it's a win-win-win-win-win-win-win situation. Except for the people actually spending time for the rule book. It's just, it's just a pain. Anyway, when I'm not sitting behind my computer judging a flatland or a street comp, you'll be able to find me with a microphone in my hand. I'll either be commentating flatland battles, street lines, or even doing various announcements such as explaining rules for a comp, announcing time, or 
presenting awards. Funny story on this, actually, at the World Champs in Donostia in 2016, there was a typo on the medals, and one could read word champion instead of world champion, so W-O-R-D, word champion. Christian Hriwai and myself did a lot of the announcing during the comp, and most, if not all, for urban unicycling events. And during the closing ceremony, the organizers actually gave us each a word champion medal to thank us for all the work we did behind the microphone. That was really nice. That was a very nice gesture. It's always nice to get a little something for all the work you put in, even if it's volunteer work. I mentioned judging at Winter EUC earlier. Not only did I judge there, but I also organized this event for five years in a row. And get ready, here's another story. <laughs> uh, before EUC actually ever existed, it used to be called Wunschkonzert, then became EUC, Extreme Unicycle Championships. Uh, so Wunschkonzert was more of a party-focused event. It looked really fun. It was a lot of beer involved and silly games and just people getting together, unicycling and doing fun stuff. After he became EUC, Olaf Schlotte took over as the main organizer for many years until some parts got stolen at some point and Olaf asked to get the parts back. Otherwise, he would stop organizing EUC. Parts never came back. Olaf was not so happy about it, so he decided to stop organizing EUC altogether. Which, you know, I don't blame him. That sucks. You put so much time and effort into making things so nice for everyone else and then one person or a couple of people just kind of ruin it for everybody. Anyway, the following years were organized by Moritz Eisbach, but that was short-lived because Moritz also had the bad luck. He got all of his reg money stolen behind the bar, so he ended up losing quite a bunch of money and was not so interested into organizing EUC after that. Understandable again. <laughs> and that's where I come in. I posted on Facebook asking about Winter EUC, being very sad, asking... Is this really not going to happen next year? What are we going to do? Why is no one organizing this? This is the longest lasting urban competition after the world champ. Also the biggest one after the, the world champ. We really need to get this going. And Marco Vitale dropped a comment proposing that I should gather a couple of friends and just organize Winter EUC myself. Well, darn it. I did not even think of that. <laughs> and I thought it was a great idea. So I ended up doing just that. I reached out to Olaf asking for help to book the venue and saying I could take care of the rest, social media, website, running the actual comp, registration, whatever. I'd actually been with team unicycle.tv for a while, so Olaf and I knew each other. Not only did he accept, but he even reached out to other people, Yogi Fanda and Axel Keschle, for some more help as well, so everything would be easier to manage. And that's just how I started organizing Winter EUC. That year and the following ones went a little bit like this. I took care of the website and social media, while Olaf booked the venue, took care of insurance, and Yogi Fenda was our registration master. We also had our on-site team to help out. And just to name a few, it was Axel Kesha, our do-it-all man, always helping for every single thing. Elke, Malte, and Sandy, our registration and breakfast gods, Mark Fabian and Marcus Perschke, always giving a hand for the trial course. And whenever Jenny Rinker was there, wow, I love Jenny Rinker. Jenny is the kind of person that will, she's like an assistant. She's, she's going to be there just waiting for you to tell her to do something. And if she doesn't know how to do something, she'll find out. She won't tell you, hey, Bill, how should I do this? No, 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 no. No time. 
she will find out herself and do it the way you intended it to be. I love having Jenny around as a helper for any unicycle competitions. Jenny's great. Anyway, there was also uh, Ian and the guys from Ride One Unicycling that were always volunteering. It's kind of like a little workforce. Very handy to have them around and move stuff. <laughs> Ian actually took over my spot for the 2020 edition since I was all the way in Australia and there was sadly no way I could make it to Winter UC. Not gonna lie, I was pretty sad I couldn't go, especially after attending for six years and organizing it for five. I'm sure Ian did a wonderful job. I saw the video, everything looked great. It's just that EC was kind of my baby. I really liked organizing it and the rest of the team and everyone coming, it was such a pleasure. I'd like to believe that I did a very good job at it. Anyone who's been there back in the days knows that nothing used to finish on time. So my first step was trying to get all the events running on time, which somehow succeeded at it and we got better every year. Uh, and since EUC used to be more of a social gathering, party-focused event, it's not that I wanted to remove that part. I just wanted to make the unicycle riding and the unicycle competitions just as important as the social aspect of it. That worked pretty nicely, especially to reach a younger audience, which is very important. You want to be able to get the younger riders, right? You want them to be able to come to competitions, see the older guys, people to look up to and the people that still want to party at night when the kids are asleep well they could still party at night you know anyway enough about organizing events um i'm glad uh, ian took over me uh and i can't wait to see what's going to happen for winter you see i guess 2022 um i still wanted to talk a little bit about my writing i do mostly flatland and high jump I used to do a little bit of street and trials, but since I've injured one of my ankles, I've been avoiding big tricks or big drops or stuff I'm not so confident with. In the World Championships in Korea in 2018, I actually made it in the finals of high jump over bar. I was really happy about this, guys. Some people did not perform well, but I did. And that's what a competition is about. Some people could say I'm lucky, but you know, when it's a competition, you just have to hit it where it counts. And that's what I did. So I made it to the finals of high jump over bar and I was very happy. And I, I beat some people I never thought I would beat that had a bad day and I had a good day. I totally, totally underperformed in the finals. I did, well, I, I did so badly. I don't even care because I just made it to the finals and I never thought I would make it to the finals, but I did finish that last of the final very badly. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Um, I actually got a third place into still stand, which funny story, uh, anyone who was in Korea knows how warm it was when we were there. I think the coldest day was about 32 degrees Celsius and it was always super humid. And somehow when the sun started setting and it's supposed to get a little bit cooler, no, no, no. The humidity, which already threw the roof somehow got even worse. Anyway, the still stand comp was taking place in the arena. You know, in the bleachers, there are like big holes where they, I guess everyone can come in and out. This little area near where they sell like hot dogs and stuff. That's where the still stand competition was happening. And there was no air circulation. So it was very warm. So I go off for my first attempt. Don't do very well. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm aiming for at least 10 minutes. I know it's nothing compared to the world champion, Anna Schrodinger, but whatever. First attempt. Very bad, but there's a second attempt. So I go on for my second time. I'm a couple of minutes in. 
going well. I'm alternating arms so I don't get my shoulders too tired. And then it's so warm that I start sweating profusely. Sweating so much that it starts dripping down into my eyes. And we've all been there. If you get sweat into your eyes, you can't keep your eyes open. It burns. So I closed my eyes and fell down. And it was very sad because it was going so well. And it sounds like I'm giving a very lame excuse to why I did not do better. But yeah, that's my excuse. I was doing very well at the stills that come and then got sweat into my eyes. How stupid is this? Anyway, I was still happy with the third place, you know? I got even a first place medal, so I, I don't even care. I got first into Rail Race, which was a new competition at the World Champ in 2018. The competition was a race on a skinny rail for 50 meters. So you had to cross the starting line and the finish line as fast as possible without dismounting or falling off the rail. So rail riding is kind of like the thing I'm best at, I would say. And I was like, okay, probably have a good chance of doing something pretty good there. Tried my first attempt and I think I came second or third or fourth uh, with my time. And I was like, okay, okay. I went pretty conservatively, not too fast. Didn't want to fall off. So I just wanted to get a good time in. So for my second attempt, I pumped the machine a little bit more and I was like, okay, I can definitely get the first time. Did just that, cross the finish line, get the first time, super happy. I'm like, oh my God, I might be winning this. I might be winning a world championship event. Very excited. It was not so much time left, so I decided to stay until everyone was done to see if I would win the event. And at some point, Tim Desmet showed up. He goes for his first attempt. Pretty good time, pretty solid. I'm like, damn, he's going to beat me if he goes again. And there he goes for his second attempt. And you know, I loved him. I loved him. Tim Desmet is one of my good unicycling friends, but he starts going and he's going so fast. He's going so fast. And I don't want to lose. You know, obviously I'm happy for Tim if he wins, but I also want to win. And I see him start, he goes, and he's going so fast. He's, he's about to annihilate everyone else in the competition. He's going so fast. But then he fell off the rail and I won. I was very happy. Sad for him, but happy for me. <laughs> but if it did not fall from that rail, he was going to win hands down. I think I wanted to mention these highlights of my writing because at Unicorn in Korea, many people came up to me acting all surprised. Oh, I didn't know you could ride. Oh, I didn't know you were even good at unicycling. And it's like, okay, fair enough. I guess you haven't seen me ride at unicycle events because I'm always helping out or organizing. But that, that kind of hurt a little. <laughs> I mean, I, I did used to write a lot of events and make videos, but in the past you know, I don't know, five years, I've been mainly sitting behind a computer with a microphone in my hand. Anyway, I also have a couple of NBDs. I guess my classic one is Decade Flip and Decade Double, which funny story about Decade Double. NECC 2013, I'm trying Decade Doubles for the first time. And I somehow forgot about the backslide that's in a decade. So did everybody else that was around because Eli was filming it because I really wanted to lend this trick. And I, yeah, I started doing 360 body varial double flips, which are way harder than decade doubles. Like you have such a longer way to go when you don't do a backside. So my first decade double was actually not a decade double and it was a 360 body varial double flip. Um, other cool tricks are front flip. I've done that. I believe I was the third one to ever do it. First being Adrien, second one, Max Schultz. Uh, but in general, I don't try so many new tricks because of my ankle, but I think I came to peace with it. Like I'm okay now. I, I just know that my ankle is never going to be very good and I still can enjoy doing some rolls mainly and stuff that I'm confident that I'm not going to injure myself with. 
Oh, and Renown series. I almost forgot to talk about Renown series. So back in the days, uh, I got to stop saying this. I feel like half of what I say in my podcast is back in the days and talk about the old times. We know Emil, you've been writing for a long time. I just sound like a boomer or something. <laughs> anyway, back in the days, collab videos used to be separated in parts. And every writer had their own part. If you were a writer, you would have your two to five minute part into a bigger video and nothing was matched together. And I really wanted to have this, a big mashup of everyone's best clips, only bangers, no fillers. And that's what I tried doing. My first attempt at this was probably in 2008 or 2009. And I gathered clips from Joe Hodges and Arthur Caron, but I think that's the only two people I could get clips from and that kind of fell through. But I revived the idea in 2012 when Renown Series was actually born. Had clips from a bunch of writers and it worked well. Reception was great. I love seeing a good technique-based video. I love seeing big tricks. I also like seeing very beautifully shot and edited videos. I very enjoy these, but I also like just seeing the best tricks without any B-rolls kind of thing. Nobody else was making this at the time. Nobody was making compilations with only bangers and no fillers. So I really like this idea of condensed awesomeness. I also started doing the best of the year. And instead of having a lot of clips from only a couple of writers, I opted for something else. Only one clip per writer. And I thought that would be a good idea to maybe, you know, shine the light on some writers that people don't necessarily know about, have a bit more diversity and maybe make people discover some writers that aren't too popular, but have really good writing to show. Don't wait up for best of 2019 or 2020. That's not going to happen. Maybe it'll be back in 2021, but that Rick role is all you're going to get for that best of 2019 or 2020. I might do a new episode just for Renown series, like normal episode, uh, especially with the fresh wave of motivation that Skirt has brought upon us. Currently, everyone seems to be super focused on Skirt the Game, so I'll let that die down a little bit before asking the writers to save, uh, you know, good clips for me. <laughs> anyway, I think that's about it for now. I've been yapping about myself for a whole episode, and I think I've said enough already. If you have any questions about me or anything unicycling related, just make sure to drop a comment below, and I'll get back to you. Also, drop a comment if you just want to say that you've enjoyed the episode. It's really good to have feedback, guys. Anyway, that's been it. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you in a week. Peace.